Blog Talk Radio. We can grow. We can develop. As we know that heaven is not a place. And happiness lives in the heart. Long as the world keeps turning. Our duty is to keep on learning. You heard? Keep on learning. know it all as soon as you think you do that's when you fall we got to do more to survive we must evolve things change just when you think you've seen it all we trip we stumble but we get back in stride each day all the way one step at a time don't want to let my ego and pride make me blind the elders say when you stop growing that's when you die the one who gets the knowledge is the one who asks why through the course of life you're gonna taste some humble pie but i love it it makes me appreciate the things that i take for granted gaining insight and understanding each one teach one we got to pass it on keep doing the knowledge building and adding on with faith in the assumption that nobody knows everything but everybody knows keep something keep on learning it's soaking up So 
it up. Keep on learning. It's soaking up the game. We gon' make mistakes. We gon' go through some things. Keep on growing. Keep on soaking up the game. If something ain't working, don't be afraid to change.
Yes, 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 I'm the real smooth and function straight from the heart and love's train and dead presence before that with grow and learn. Hey, it's your boy Flossie Jeezy back with another show for you tonight. Black Love, the U.S. Justice System versus the black woman in America. You know, it pains me to have to do a show like this and to see and witness some of the ridiculousness that has gone on, you know, at the last few weeks or so, actually over the last year or so, with police being obviously out of control and unable to handle the responsibilities given to them uh, so far as law enforcement is concerned, especially in the matter pertaining to our black women here in America. I mean, it is ridiculous some of the stuff that has been going on. And tonight we're going to cover uh, this topic as well as the topics dealing with you know, a professor at Arizona State University getting slammed by the cops, you know, a woman being beaten by a California State Patroller, uh, right up to women being circumcised and sterilized in uh, California State prisons illegally. And, you know, this thing doesn't have any type of age discrimination to it. We're also going to talk about, uh, you know what I'm saying, an 87-year-old woman even. There is no age discrimination in this. The cops getting out of control was thrown to the ground in Ohio at a Walmart and had her skull cracked by an officer that was obviously out of control. But before we do that, I'm going to go ahead and bring in one of my visitors tonight uh, from Atlanta, Georgia. Six seven four six two. Who do we have on deck tonight? Who do you think we got on deck? Let me ask you that question. <laughs> hey, what, what's going on with you, Don Juan? It's going, man. So I, I was, man. I had a crazy afternoon. I pulled, I pulled the gun out on folks that I didn't know who the hell it was. But I wow. really can't. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, when you got it, you got it, man. Sometimes you got to protect yourself. You never know what you're going up against. I mean, hey, these folks uh, knocked on. Man, it was so crazy. These folks knocked on the door. They didn't even say, they didn't say who they were, so I was ready for them. Wow, that's crazy, man. That's very crazy. Hey, man, I've got a, got a Black Love Series thing going on here tonight. Something about the U.S. justice system tonight. And oh, Lord. Of black women. Yeah, this is crazy, man. This is, this is some crazy, crazy stuff that's been going on. You know, I know that you always got a lot of good Atlanta news and stuff that's going on down there in Southeast. United States News, you know what I'm saying? We broadcast live from Portland, Oregon tonight, as you know, and just uh, telling the folks out there, 646-595-3402. Have you been following any of this stuff, man, with all these weird occurrences going on with uh, these, these uh, what I term, cowardly cops manhandling women the way they've been doing? I mean, it's, it's just been really getting out of control. Look, I was so mad with that. I wanted to stomp his butt out. Uh-huh. I saw that. He was hitting her. Did you see that video? Cop was oh, knocking man. that woman's I, I, I head up against the pavement. It's like one cop was trying to outdo the One cop was trying to outdo the other. Hold on just a moment. We got a little bit of, a little bit of background noise here, my friend. Put the clamp down on here. Here we, here we go. Some, somehow we got a, got a commercial that came in here. But it, oh, anyway, you hear them? Okay, good. Yeah. Well, what's going on, man, is that we got a serious situation here where it was like one cop was trying to outdo the other one. First, first we have the professor 
the Arizona State University that that, that sits up and 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 uh, gets slammed to the ground and and, and basically choked, you know, by by cops and stuff. You know, she's a professor at the university and identified herself as a, a professor, and it didn't mean anything. This rookie cop was trying to yank her arm out, and it just seemed like that chips officer in California was trying to outdo him. It's like a few days later you heard that. So let's just get into this this first one here with the with the uh, sister from Arizona who basically hold on let one sec hold, hold that hold hold that thought for me one second I'm about to order me some food I'm sorry I, 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 sure, hold on one second <laughs> I'll be right back after this commercial break okay so so I'm gonna get into it and I'll bring I'll bring I'll bring uh, Juan back here just a little bit well, evidently we have a situation you know what I'm saying down here in in uh, in a Cal- in a, excuse me, in Arizona, where it shows a shocking video of a female uh, uh, Arizona State University professor being manhandled and slammed to the ground by campus police, uh, you know what I'm saying, for allegedly jaywalking. And it's drawing heavy criticism and protest online despite the university, can, you know, declaring that the police uh, did not act inappropriately, which I don't see how they could see that with the video. This is yet another instance of racial profiling and police brutality. An Arizona State University Department should drop all charges for a, a uh, unqualified uh, issue, an unqualified apology. You know what I'm saying? No, so the petition has already been signed for this thing to go around. Evidently, this sister was, you know, uh, had just taught, of all things, a diversity class on, on, on behavior studies. And when she got done doing her uh, behavioral studies deal, uh, you know what I'm saying? She was trying to tell the officer the reason I'm walking right now is because, you know, walking in the middle of the street, you know, is because there was construction going on on the sidewalk. So the sidewalk that he was talking about was not open and not available to her to be able to, to use it. He said, he said, he said, or according to the report, she was surprised because she was being approached by the officers and insisted she was not jaywalking. She said that she was simply trying to avoid the construction in the same way anyone else would in the area who had done that when officers stopped her in the middle of the street. She said, I never saw a single solitary individual get pulled over by a cop walking across the street on the campus, in the campus location. Everybody was doing this because it was all obstructed. That's the reason why, or told the officer. But you stopped me in the middle of the street and pulled me over to ask me that. He said, do you know what this is? She said, uh, he said, she said, this is a street. Or explained in the interview to CNN Monday that uh, she was taken aback by the disrespectful manner that the police officer who had accosted her was acting and how he was, you know, being disrespectful to her. So this woman of all things, Juan, as you rejoin us, was had just taught of all things a class on behavioral studies and diversity where, where she was at. So she, you know, she's a, a professor and she's a person who's well-versed at, 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 at teaching down here at the uh, Arizona State University. And this doggone cop decides that, you know, she was trying to get out of the street and she said she almost got hit by his car because when she was trying to avoid what was going on, they were, you know, actually, you know, they were probably exceeding the limit of speed in that little street area, and she was just trying to, you know, get, you know, keep them uh, going through all the, the construction just like everybody else was doing. And when she tried to explain this to him, he, he wanted to, it was a rookie cop, he spent more time being smart with her than he was actually figuring out what was going on what was going on wrong in the situation. And then he starts demanding her ID, as cops always do, especially when they, you know, a cop always always asks for your ID. 
especially when they feel that they're wrong. And when you think about how this went down, he really had no reason to ask her for her ID card other than the fact that she was in disagreement with what he was talking about. And I don't know why it was necessary for him to even ask her for her ID card, but it turned into a situation where she had a very, you know, a short dress, you know, a mini skirt dress, and she just got done teaching his class, and he's slamming her to the ground and trying to yank on her and stuff and expose her and everything, and he wanted to lean her up on the, against the car, and, and, and she had, uh, you know, a uh, you know, uh, short skirt on, and evidently he was, uh, one of the cops was reaching for, towards her private areas, and of course she, as a woman, she took offense to that, and then, like I say, it became the ugly incident that it did. My question for you is, what do you think about all this violence against women lately? By these cops. Okay, I think Juan is in the middle of some stuff. But, but, but I mean, it, it, it's crazy. It's crazy to watch this. It's crazy to, you know, to hear that this is going on. It's crazy to know that, uh, uh, wait a minute, let's get his phone. Oh, there we go. Your microphone wasn't on. But, but, but you hear that situation, that scenario. What do you think about that? Honestly, I think why wasn't, uh, my question is, why wasn't the officer's um, shield taken? Usually in New York, you beat some, you beat some of that ass, or you jump on top of someone, and they got evidence on you. Guess what? You not only go to jail, but they take your bad, they take your bad, they take your career, they take your life. My thing about it is, and my thing about it is, if you gonna do something and hold, if you gonna hold African American police officers to one standard, then you should hold everyone to the same standard. You right. beat someone. You beat someone senseless, all because you didn't want to listen to what they had to say. You didn't care that the person was educated. You didn't even care of the fact of where they were trying to do. You just simply cared about the fact of the person's color, where they were, what neighborhood they were in, and what type of car they were driving. Cause nine out of ten times, if you damn near drive through Beverly Hills with a damn Mercedes and you ain't white. Oh, you have a problem. It, it's just well, like I, here. It's just, it's just like certain parts. It's just like certain parts here in Georgia. If you're driving around and you got a nice whip, you got a nice car, you got you, you looking presentable, and you driving through a certain neighborhood. Oh, something got to be wrong with you. You can't just be living in the neighborhood. You can't just be moving in the neighborhood. Something got to be wrong with you. And we gotta come. We as we as Americans have to come out of that stereotype. That stereotype of oh, if you're if you're if you're a child of color and you're in a bad and you're in a really bad neighborhood, you can't be dropping off your cousin. You have to be doing something wrong. What's, I mean, I know I know plenty of people that if we held to that stereotype, plenty of people would be in bad situations right now. And it's too often, it's too often than not where the police are negligent in listening to what's actually going. They're not doing their fact finding. They're instead jumping to their train. They're tr- they're jumping into their training like uh, their animals, honey mustard. Um, I agree with you one thousand percent on that evaluation, one. And, and 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 although I'm quite sure. That this, this is definitely not an anomaly because it keeps happening all the time. An anomaly, as you know, is something that you know happens, but it doesn't happen all the time. But we, this is not an anomaly. We continue to see uh, officers, supported officers of the law, abusing their badges and abusing their privileges and abusing 
you know, the office that they're given in the name of God knows what is going on with slamming stuff. This woman tried to explain to these guys, that, the, that and, and they can see it right there in front of them, that they were under a situation where, you know, the, the um, street was under construction, that, the, that the, 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 the woman in question, you know what I'm saying, was a professor, and at least trying to tell them, you know, what, what, a, what a professor was. And all they really cared about was trying to deprecate on her using their badges as the excuse for, for, for the abuse, which, which, which really kind of ticks me off because it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And I know that, you know, this, it, it may happen to white women every now and then, but we see it more often than not happening to African-American women. It's as if these, these policemen, some of them, not all of them, but some of them feel to take on the, the need and, and some of the guys of the justice system to take out their uh, scandalous abuse of of, 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 uh, of uh, black women and minorities in general by doing this this felonious uh, and very uh, you know unethical behavior that they're using to, to do these things to, to to our people and stuff. And when I see this, well, my thing, this but, crap but going on, even, it makes I, me angry. I'd, I'd even go further with that and say, okay, you you um, it's okay for y'all to beat us. But it's not okay for us to fire at you, and we don't know who the hell you are. You don't identify yourself. You break down our door, and you shoot us and kill us because we fire at you. But how can we not fire at you because we're taught to fear you? Because all we know and all we see is that you're beating on us. We don't see you shaking our hands and trying to be friends with us. Hell no. We see you coming out, dragging us out the car, beating on us. How can you expect us to react, us as a people, forget the color, forget the race, forget the creed, us as a people. Well, what, what kills me is, that in, in the Arizona incident, you got a cop that's, that's, that's forcing himself onto this woman. And this cop, you know what I'm saying, is a, is a rookie, and, and, and of course, they want to they run to that as a defense form. Well, you know what I'm saying? It's, in, it's indefensible. I don't care if you're a cop or not. If you're a cop, that's all the more reason why why you should use uh, your jurisprudence in an appropriate manner. You don't go jumping all over a woman and jumping all over somebody and and, and, and pulling this, oh, lack of a better way to put it, pulling this fuckery on people and, 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 and doing this, this stupid stuff and saying, okay, well, he was just a rookie, so we'll have to excuse him because because as a, as, as a rookie, you know, this this kid probably didn't know what he was doing, or this poor guy. You know, he's he, you know he's just. But a, my thing about it, my, my, my thing my thing about it is this though. At the end of the day, New York, uh, um, the situation that happened was it Amadou Diallo? I think it was Amadou Diallo, where this guy he was literally standing at his doorway. He went to go pull his wallet out. They said he had a gun, and they put more holes in him than they do in milk cartons. Right. All because he was, he all because he was going for his what, and then they ended up saying, "Well, he pulled the gun on us." But everything in the investigation, everything that was listed by the medical examiner, every piece of evidence showed he had no gun. So if he had no gun, he had no weapon, he had no, you had no reasonable threat to you for you to pull out your gun and fire. None. You had no reason to fire, but you did. This other guy, Sean Bell, 
that's another perfect example. Sean Bell was out with his friends. It was his bachelor. It, it was his bachelor party. They were coming out of. I think they were either coming out of a strip club or a bar. These undercover cops, newbies, undercover cops in New York City, come out, and he's pulling out. They come out like they're gonna try to stop him from the front of his car. They were under the influence of alcohol. They pulled out their guns. Guess what? They not only shot at him and killed him. They shot. They continued to shoot at the car, even when he showed that he was dead. They continued to shoot at the car until they emptied their clip. When is enough enough? I'm all. Look, I'm all. I'm all for protecting and serving. But when is enough enough? When you're gonna. I mean, when is. When is. When are we, as citizens, when are we as Americans gonna hold the police department liable for their actions? Now, granted, you have some police departments where that isn't a problem. But you have instances in bigger urban cities, in little hick towns, that they don't have that issue. Because everyone knows what the police are there for. And the police are not going to cross them because they guess what? They don't want to bring that kind of attention to the city. But they know already. There's a, there's a clear understanding of officer and citizen. In, the, in California, in New York, in um, even Philadelphia to an extent, these big inner cities are going to continue to have the problem until they start holding these police officers more accountable for their actions. You can't give someone a slap on the wrist and say, oh, don't do that again. Don't kill someone again without good reason. Don't well, beat someone's head against that. Don't, don't, even, don't, don't. even when you have it on tape, though, Juan. You know what I mean? Even when you have it on tape and it, and, it, and, it, and it's showing that the person who is the, the abuser is law enforcement and, 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 and it's showing clearly that the, that the police officer is in the wrong. I mean, I mean, but you know, but I can tell you, I can tell you, look, I can tell you right now exactly how that's going to go. The police department is going to cover their ass and if it gets really, really, really heated, they may let the officer go. But to file criminal charges against the officer for his actions, they're not gonna do it. They're gonna, you they're gonna allege, they're gonna allege, they're gonna that he was within his uh, legal right to protect himself because he felt threatened by a woman who was laying on the pavement, getting her head slammed against the pavement. But but, but, gonna, exactly, but this is the whole thing. It, it, it would be one thing if it was a Rodney King situation where. We kind of came in the middle and we saw the beating return, which that was bad enough by itself, you know, with the, uh, with the, with the force that, you know, white folks making such a big joke about the, the can't we get along. Well, if I was him and, and I had been beaten 56 times, and, uh, mostly about the head and shoulders, I think I'd have been a little groggy and just kind of spit something out there too because the guy was clearly shaking and he was trying to, once again, cover up for a bad situation that really, that really sucked. What bothers me more than anything else, though, is when we sit up here, and in, in, in this case where at the beginning of this incident, we're going to switch gears a little bit because we've covered Arizona. Let's switch gears to this, this, this California chip officer, California highway uh, uh, patrol officer that did what he did. This woman is walking away, uh, walking up the highway, just kind of walking away. 
She's made no aggressive action towards him. She hasn't done anything. And I'm going to read you this little piece, and I'm going to allow you to comment on this real quick. So the California Highway Patrol said Friday this investigating one of its officers straddling a woman and punching her in the head. Like, you know, and I'm going to add a caveat to that, MMA style, because that's what it looked like, right? It said the woman had been walking on Interstate 10 west of downtown Los Angeles, endangering herself uh, in traffic, and the officer was trying to restrain her. Now, this woman was walking on the side. I think even no matter what condition she was in, she wasn't walking out in the middle of traffic. He said that he was trying to restrain her. He said, let me read this through, and then I'm going to let you go ahead and answer this. He said, the woman had been walking on Interstate 10 down Los Angeles, endangering herself with people in traffic, and the officer was trying to restrain her. CHP Assistant Chief uh, Chris uh, uh, O'Quinn said in a news conference, he said the passing driver, David Diaz, recorded Tuesday the incident that provided media outlets, including the Associated Press. The officer is on administrative leave, right, as they always are, because they don't want them to be able to, they want to be able to make up their story as they go along. He said Quinn said, listen, there were no injuries on the woman, it would not give her name, and she's undergoing a psychic evaluation. He said the officer was answering a report of a pedestrian on the freeway. When he found the woman, she started walking down the, on the, on the off-ramp and then turned around. Quinn uh, uh, walked back into the freeway and started wandering into the lanes, Quinn said. And that's when the incident occurred. He said, oh, Quinn said the video showed only a small part. He has a Los Angeles native now lives in West L.A., told AP in a phone interview that when he arrived, the woman was walking off the freeway, and he said he turned around only and only shouted something to her. He educated the situation any more than he helped it, said he has, and he started filming soon after. He said that the video showed the officer on top of the woman delivering blows to the head. Well, we know what happened with, with all the rest of that. But the thing is, is that here again, if you ever give, give you the same question and allow you to, I mean, you have to answer things in their entirety, so I'm going to allow you to do that. Here we have a situation where if you're supposed to actually be helping this woman out, why, hold on just a moment, we got another caller. 585-663, who do we have on deck tonight? Um, um, it's me, sir. Hello? Okay, hold on. Who do we have? Um, you have, um, Rob? Hey, Rob, how's it uh, going tonight? Um, I'm doing, I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing really wonderful. Um, Where are you calling from? From um, Rochester, New York. Beautiful. Love, love hearing from you. Good, good. Anyway, you too. Uh, um, I, I didn't have to say one thing. Oh, you hear Yeah. Um, I have to say one thing. And, and it is this. Oh, my <laughs> say again. Okay, well, you have a great evening. Thanks for coming. Okay, so at any rate, we'll block that out. But at any rate, what do you think about this situation, Juan, that, that we're talking about here with, with this situation with this woman? I mean, if you're really actually helping this woman out, if you're giving all this assistance, why the MMA tactics of beating her, beating her face into a fault? Hey, Nelson, I just wanted to touch on what, uh, what that person just said. That person was saying that that was probably one of the New York City Police Department officers. 
Okay, well, that, you know what? You know, I was fortunate and blessed enough not to hear what he had to say because <laughs> I kind of figured it was irrelevant because when you let out a, a laugh at something that's so uh, important as this, you know, I, I can't give him any air time until, like I said before, that's why I thank him for calling because we like to hear from everybody calling. And, and every now and then we'll get somebody who's got their head kind of up their butt and we just kind of let that go on. He'll be blessed later on. Hopefully he'll, he'll figure it out because it's funny now, but it won't be funny if it happens to his mother, sister, daughter, or, or, or auntie or somebody. You know, it becomes serious. How come the justice system doesn't work for me? Anyway, what do you think about this situation? And the guy said he's trying to assist her, but it turns into MMA. I mean, because to me, you know, that, 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 was, that, was pretty, that was pretty crazy. But, uh, okay, we've lost one. I'm sure he's going to call back. I'll, I'll, I'll give you my opinion on this, folks. I think that it's absolutely crazy and asinine that a person that's claiming to, to, to be a public servant says that he's trying to help someone out, right? You know what I'm saying? This guy's saying that he was answering a report of a pedestrian on the freeway, and that he found a woman. She started walking down the off-ramp. You know what I'm saying? That, that you know, he said he... You know, they're probably agitated or whatever, but it says here that uh, that uh, he arrived when the woman was walking off the freeway, and he said he turned around, uh, uh, she turned around only after the officer shouted something to her. He agitated the situation more than more than he helped him. So there's no telling what this officer may have said to this woman. But she didn't re- respond, and she never did act aggressively towards this officer. I mean, this was a situation where this officer more or less was was, was, was on some what was on some other stuff, and we don't know what happened, but all she did was continue to walk. So the video showed the, showed this guy, you know, basically beating this woman down. She said, a man in plain clothes identified by a plan as an off-duty officer then appears to help the officer handcuff the woman. And the video has also caught the attention of local civil rights leaders and expressed shock and their outrage for what happened and what was going down in this situation. It's very unfortunate that, you know, in America we still have some policemen and some people out there that still haven't figured out yet that, you know, this isn't the type of thing that we call justice. This isn't this is a kind of a miscarriage of justice. It's the kind of thing that really shouldn't go on in our communities where our women be accosted and beat up and the justice system is supposed to be there to help everybody, not hurt everyone. We're gonna take a short break and I'm glad to bring this to you tonight. Black love, the justice system you know what I'm saying, versus the black woman. I mean, it's crazy out here. It's crazy what's been going on. And we have some more other shocking stuff to bring to you that really is not very nice. This is your boy, Flossie Jeezy. And this is Black Love, 646-595-3402. We're going to take a short break. And by the way, you can pick this story up on Twitter. You can pick it up on Facebook. And you can also find Flossie Jeezy in the Black Love series on Blog Talk Radio, as well as other outlets out there. Uh, several media outlets hold us, and we like to try to get it in as much as we can, especially on real subjects. We like to bring the party to you and also like to bring real subjects to you, and this is as real as it gets for our community. This is Black Love, the justice system versus the black woman, 646-595-3402. We'll be back in a moment. But the night is on my mind. 
a parlay while I drop the drop See, make me getting early when the sun get dark He be coming out the heads, but you don't let me start There's activities of plenty in the nighttime Close the ghetto shot, it seems to be the right time See, kids be getting stuck with jewels of fly gimmicks Shorty see the action in it, starts to mimic Running to the corner, the dice game is raising Looking at the loop, it seems so amazing Put the short down to be exact one pound He shakes the stones in his hands and he lets it down uh. Scared money don't make none He threw a trip on the 8th, now he's out, son Hits the local bodega to walk down the hero Son is on a midnight run like the Nero Pops a shorty rockin' and on his block The fiends behind him in the pump, so we ask if it's not Conversation that he kicked to the shorty was a sign The creature's density, cause there she was a flower Flickin' to the crib, there she ran her jibs about mind up with me And being positive, he yawned and he tried to 105, then he finally realized the honey was alive at least he didn't plan on building for the evening Through the fila on the dome and said, come on, yo, we leave him Came out on the scene as he told her to be from Lord, man, Sam with the butt in his hand You know the transaction Brothers getting lost in the weed satisfaction Coming down the block, man, loudest You would swear red man was inside the truck As the night seemed darker, cops is on the hunt They interrupt your cypher and crush your blunt See you left your work at home, so they pat you down for nothing Why in the hell the 10-4 keep hunting? You push through the park, even though it's so dark The kid is nice on the hoop, he said I'll find you true The night is on my mind On a young black man who makes the nigga speak a shake The night time is busy, it's words to Aunt Kizzy It's the time we get down, yo son you know the sound The flavor's on the top with the rugged beat to back it The night makes the aura and the day can't hack it The way the moon dangles in the midnight sky And the stars dance around it, yo I think this block Intensity, most rappers don't see it Spirit wise, musically you gotta be it Serenity and silence of the sounds and the motions In the concrete jungle when the sun don't I think it's hard to find the words on how I feel I paid about a new 20 for the Ampex deal But let me slow down, I think I ran my jibs enough Peace out to the nation, stay rugged and rough
the night is on my mind, so I called Chris and my main man, you know what I'm saying, using that uh, sample that Tupac used for, you know, I'd rather be at N-I-G-G-A, you know what I'm saying, you know, I'd rather be with you. Real smooth, and we real smooth right back into this group here on this here black love, you know what I'm saying? It's a beautiful thing. Uh, the U.S. justice system versus the black woman. Lately, the last few weeks, things have really, 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 really gone out of control. I'm going to switch gears for a minute and talk about some stuff, you know what I'm saying, that has been that has been going on, uh, you know what I'm saying, to, to our women in, in the penal situation. We have California prisoners, you know what I'm saying, women, women that have been circumcised, sterilized, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, it just gets fouler and fouler and fouler and fouler watching this justice system, you know what I'm saying, run unabated and out of control. You know, there's an old saying that says power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Well, this is the case that we have with what's going on down in California right now where the state of California, because women are in, are, are in jail, they are circumcising these women. It, I mean, it's, it's like, you know, that part of Africa where this goes on. Let me read you this little bit of information here. There's quite a bit to it, but be patient, but there's a lot of information in here. It said four California prisons have illegally sterilized women over a six-year period, right? A damning new report by California State Auditor reveals that of 144 inmates, right, who underwent bilateral tubal ligations, commonly referred to as having your tubes tied from the fiscal years 2005 to 2006 through 2012 to 13, auditors found nearly one-third were performed without unlawful consent. They didn't even tell the women what was going on. Just took them into the infirmary and pulled this fuckery on them. It says in the, in the 27 cases, the inmate's physician, like the individual who will perform the procedure in the hospital, or alternative position, did not sign the required consent form indicating that the patient understood and was of sound mind and understanding the performance, right, or the, excuse me, the permanence of the operation. That it would be a permanent situation for them, which means once they got out of jail, they would never be able to have children again. 18 of 39 inmates, potential violations of waiting, uh, of waiting uh, the waiting period were noted that between the inmate consent procedure when the sterilization surgery actually took place. According to the California state law, sterilization can only be carried out between 30 and 180 days from the woman, uh, 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 the time the woman agrees to do the procedure. To provide the patient with enough time to reflect on her choice, just like they do with abortions and everything else, and make sure that she desires the sterilization. The has found that in 12 instances in which the medical staff sought approval for sterilization procedures, less than a week had elapsed, right, between the time of the request and the date of the surgery, okay? What's more, in some cases, physicians, you know what I'm saying, doctors that consent for them. In other words, they perjured and did some illegal shit with the paperwork, right, to show the necessary waiting period had passed, even though it had not. The audit also said that the true number of illegal procedures might even be higher, noting that it found seven cases at one hospital for which the health records were lost into a, a, uh, in a routine purging or perjury, some felonious shit, which they lied on documentation, which makes it even worse than the, than the uh, spoken word. The Folsom Women's Facility in Central California 
a women's facility in the Valley State Prison for women and California Institution for Women were all identified by auditors as prisons, which were the illegal procedures that have been carried out according to the reports, which was released Thursday. Well, that's horrible. Said there that last sterilizations occurred in 2011. I mean, this is absolutely insane. You know what I'm saying? The way this, this stuff goes down, they're showing the prisons and the mess. He said, it made me sick to my stomach, said the Democratic uh, Senator Ted Lieu, who first uh, was the first to call for an investigation by the Medical Board of California, which is ongoing according to the Center of Investigative Reporting, or CIR. He said, the audit shows the systematic failures by, federal, by the federal receiver in the sterilization of female inmates. Let me read that again. The audit shows systemic failures by federal receiver in sterilization of inmates. Lou said, I am also surprised that the receiver makes the argument that they had no legal duty to make sure that prison employees comply with the procedures. That is a ludicrous argument. Auditors have called for federal officials to forward the names of physicians involved in illegal surgery to the medical board for further investigation and disciplinary action. The hell with that. These jackasses should be thrown under the jail, not just in jail, but under the jail. They have permanently altered whether or not these women can have children. They have made their minds up that these women would not be available to have children after they got done with their uh, supposed to be in rehabilitation. That's what kills me about the word rehabilitation to the white man when it comes down to his prisons and when it comes down to uh, you know, discipline of, of inmates and discipline of offenders and stuff. They're the biggest offenders there are. And once again, they're held, you know what I'm saying, unaccountable for their actions, which is absolutely insane and sick at the same time. And so as I read the rest of this stuff, which is really, you know, a, a horrible miscarriage of justice, it says here that CIR first broke the story last July, prompting requests, you know, to be completed with the state audit. CIR noted that in addition to 148 women and a pair of uh, penitentiaries received tubal ligations during 2006-2010, perhaps 100 or more female inmates have received tubal ligations since the late 90s without permission, uh, excuse me, without prison officials contacting doctors and following proper procedures. Since here, the former inmates and prison advocates claiming the medical staff targeted those with a high likelihood of recidivism, right? And uh, it was just, it was, in other words, that's a high chance that they would get pregnant. It says here that the audit released Thursday uh, of all the women receiving tubal ligation have been incarcerated at least once before, and the prison officials have denied claims. I'm telling you, man, this dogma that goes on against our women in, in these penal situations and all other situations, it gets worse and worse and worse. And the justice force gets worse and worse and worse as well. And I'm telling you, of all the things that I could report on at this time, you know, from my studio, that is probably the, the worst and most dogmatic thing that I've ever heard of with these people doing this stuff. I mean, this 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 is insane and sick. It doesn't it just doesn't really get any worse than that. If, you, if anyone can tell me what could be worse than that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, somebody let me know because I don't think that it could get any worse than a woman being sterilized against her own will. I mean, it's, that, you know, that, that, that's pretty bad as it goes. But, I mean, it, it's, it's unbelievable. It's sick. And I'm telling you, those people should be put in jail themselves for violation of people's civil rights. And I hope that those sisters get an opportunity 
to really, uh, you know, let these people have it uh, the way they need to let them have it because it makes no sense to me that people that are that damn dogmatic would be able to get away with, uh, you know, pulling this nonsense on our women like that. I mean, this this justice system is so ridiculous that, I mean, it, it, it defies gravity and it's be above and beyond the call where you have this type of nonsense going on, you know what I'm saying, our women getting beat down, slammed to the ground, everything else. And speaking of slamming, and I'm not talking about basketball, let's take a look at this case here. You probably heard about it before where Ohio police smacked an 84-year-old frail woman to the ground. This woman has a cane in her hand. And so the white police officer is uh, uh, being captured on video, which was, which was a white woman in this case, and of all things, she had her hair braided, which is incredible. Said this officer's captured smacking an 84-year-old black lady to the ground, and yet another uh, case of of abuse that's angering black folks. Said she had the frail lady named Virginia Dotson was believed to be 84 years old. Some reports say that she was 87. Was in the parking lot of Walmart in Whitehall, Ohio. How appropriate! In Whitehall, Ohio, in August 1st. Uh, of uh, of this uh, last year, when she was attacked by a woman police officer, Dotson's daughter said she left her mother Virginia Dotson in the vehicle while she ran into Walmart for necessary purchases. Right, in, in a move that she was making with her mother. Right, she said that she found her mother. Uh, she said her mother found a steak knife in a vehicle and cut herself out of the seatbelt and took the knife. Uh, uh, took the knife with her while searching for her daughter. She told NBC she was not concerned because she was not going to be long before uh, long, and her mother doesn't know how to open seatbelts. So it is believed that the confused, totally frail woman cut herself in an effort to uh, free herself from the seatbelt, and some of the shockers were alarmed at the sight of the knife in her hand and the blood. It says here, and it is believed that some children uh, challenged her and spoke to her on their account of the knife, and the bleeding, and she said she may have responded by hitting one of them in a confused state due to suffering from Alzheimer's disease, a common mental disease that all elderly patients in that situation, not all, but a good number, may have for that age bracket that they're in, being that they're, you know, octogenarians or in their 80s. A bystander recorded on a video while Ms. Whitehall and a white woman police officer Tammy approached Dawson and swiftly whisked her, simultaneously asking her, put the knife down, and then uh, asked her to pause and approach and grab Dodson and smacked her to the ground, and her head was cracked open on the concrete and started immediately losing blood. Witnesses said, so did children, said something about about hating them or something, and it appears to have been uh, misreported as Dodson hitting them. You see what I'm saying? Crazy shit, always believing, you know, the worst about us than anything. This is an old woman we're talking about, grandma or someone's great aunt. The crowd, including many African Americans, was incensed by the accident and lack of restraint, but prevented, uh, was prevented from intervening by Scott and one officer, armed officer, who demanded that uh, those present back off. The police officer and reinforcements soon came and, and soon dispersed onlookers. With, the, with, with white police officers and the infamous shooting, uh, the dead unarmed black citizens and receiving no punishment or the demotion for doing so was was an order that was heeded by all black people in the present uh, uh, sight in the anguish of the enormity of the unjust situation 
unfolding with disbelief in front of their eyes. No attempt was made by police to section off the area at first, and you know what I'm saying, and commentators on the Internet wonder why police have training in so many ways to remove the knife from an almost 90-year-old woman without such force. Well, see, this is, this is, this is white folks we're talking about, and they don't give a damn about assaulting us. It doesn't matter what age we are. This is the type of dogma and fuckery that they pull on the regular, so they don't care whether or not they injure one of our, our senior citizens or do anything to them. For that matter, that's, this is just, you know, how they are, and this is just how they do their business. It doesn't matter, you know, who we are or where we are. Said here, apparently the officers also made no attempt to size up the situation first. You know what I'm saying? To, to cordon off the area, to buy time and attempt a reasoning, nor in any last resort suitable methods, you know, of throwing a net over the octogenarian Dodson if she, you know, remained uncompliant. The willingness of the act swiftly to use maximum force and act first and ask questions later is increasingly common in Western police forces, often trained by Israeli security consultants, where a lot good that does, as a, as a lead to increasing the number of unnecessary deaths as well as the rising distrust and even hostility towards police forces by peaceful, law-abiding citizens of those states. He said the man who filmed the scene, Stan Brown, told NBC that there were some kind of kids out there talking to this old lady and saying something about the old lady hitting them or something. I believe I could have, it could have been taken care of a lot easier than that, right? And I think that the, too often forces of, of, of her with her being old, and that's, it made him feel comfortable. It's amazing how an elderly victim did not suffer a heart attack during the ordeal and she remained pinned to the ground for several minutes after the police uh, the discretion. You know how they like to, to, like to gang, gang tackle you and stuff and keep you held there. You know what I'm saying? They don't know if you can breathe or anything. They just pull that crap. Say Dr. Richard Weinblatt, a, a white race, uh, a race, the white race director of the Institute of Public Safety the Central Ohio College, and a favorite propaganda piece of the United States media networks said regarding police action, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. The officer did what she had to do. And that's a bunch of fuckery right there because she didn't have to beat down an old woman like that. So it said Dodson was not charged with any crime. The incident has been reported by the U.S. media, despite good video coverage, showed the scene before the police arrived or as well during or after and showed the lady Pose no immediate threat to anyone. So, therefore, there it is right there. And like I said before, this is the kind of stuff that doesn't surprise me. Juan, welcome back. What do you think about the stuff that I just read to the audience? Well, my thing about it is this, is that that, to me, shows lack of care or concern. And like you said, there's a level of force that you use with every person that you encounter. Me, I have prior law enforcement experience myself. So there's a level of, there's a level of, um, there's a level, each, based on how you approach the person and how that a person reacts to your approach to them is how you in, in turn react to the, to the situation. So, I, I mean, is what the police officer did right? No, not at all, honestly. Now, like I said before, though, they're going to say the, the, the police department to cover their own butt is always going to say that the police officer was in the right, even if they know that they were in the wrong. Because it, the, the police department, any police department is like a brotherhood. It's not, they're not going to sit here and turn against one of their own. 
even if another officer saw them doing something wrong, they're not going to turn against one of their own. Because of the simple fact of, yeah, okay, we're out here to protect them, sir. Whether we use deadly force or not, I heard that the person, uh, while you were reading that article, it sounded like the person's head got busted open. Right. And she died, I'm sure, right? No, actually, believe it or not, she got her cranium cracked, and she, she was knocked down. But at the same time, she actually survived that. Well, then, something, God got something for her. And to do in this lifetime because most people would have been died by that. Because that right there, when your head cracked against cement or concrete or whatever, it automatically causes an internal bleed out of the brain. And the brain, the brain starts to swell. When the brain starts to swell, then you pretty much die a very, very painful death. So the fact that she survived not only shows her perseverance, but also shows that there is such a thing as a miracle. Um, but the officer was not right in dealing with the situation because, there's, like you said, there's ways of doing stuff. Whenever you come into a situation where someone has a weapon and they're posing a physical threat to you or to someone else, your first instinct is to try to calm the situation down. If they're agitated because of something, find out why they're agitated. If they're upset about something, find out why they're upset about something. Talk them down. It's called a talking them down tactic. You want to talk them down from that high point that they're at. Because at the high point, they don't really know what's going on. Especially if she had Alzheimer's. She didn't know what she was doing. Because a lot of times, they don't, people who have that debilitating disease, don't really, aren't really aware of what's really going on with them. They just, they live in a, sur- in a surreal world. It's a sub-reality. It's not really a reality to them. Because if you notice, people who tend to have that disease start to call out to people who have been dead for years. Because wow. they start calling and asking for folks that they, that, in the real world, they've been dead for years. But in their world, it, it slips them back to when they were younger, when they were at a younger stage in their life. So, there's, I mean, you, you, the officer obviously didn't try to talk them down from where they were, from where she was, from her agitation. Didn't try to assess the situation and figure out exactly how much of a threat she was. If she was, uh, granted, she had a mind. But they don't even know what a knife is half the time. They don't know what to do with a knife. So what threat did she really pose? Not a damn threat at all. She really uh, didn't pose know. no threat. I don't know if you caught the front end of that, but, you know, her being the age she was, depending on how warm that car was, she used the knife to cut herself out of seat belts because she couldn't open up her seat belts and she probably became paranoid and claustrophobic. And that Alzheimer's probably was disoriented and everything else, and that's how she ended up killing herself. That's where the blood came from. But rather than to right. then to talk her down like you were doing the other white woman who so basically would be viewed as your grandma, and you change the pigmentation into the color of who we are, automatically it's time to get aggressive. And that's where we have the problem at. 
Well, but again, it's a per, it's a perception that people have of people of color, regardless. Right. If you see, right. I said it's a perception that we've cre- we ourselves have created for ourselves. Because if you think about it, most people when they get around most okay, let's not say most people, but most Caucasian folks in the inner cities. If you walk around, the, if you're African American and you walk around them, they automatically think you're a purse snatcher. So what do they normally right. do? They right. they sit here and hold their purses close to them. If they if you're walking in a suburb, they automatically you could be sitting here trying to sell cookies, and you pull up into their driveway. If they have a gun, they have it in their hand. Why? Because it's a perceived perception of what the African American race is. Why? It's because what they see on TV. We kill each other off, and when we kill each other off, and when we start, uh, when we start showing hatred to our own kind, the people who don't know us, who don't really know our kind, are going to have pre perceived perceptions of us, of how we react, of how we interact, and how we handle situations. If all they see is folks killing other folks, and majority of the time it's African-American against African-American, or shooting each other because of a club, or shooting each other because we looked at each other the wrong way, we make ourselves look bad. We as a, as a culture make ourselves look bad. So all they know is what they see on TV. All they know is what they read about in the newspaper. All they know is but what they, they see going they on in their neighborhood. But do they have huh? that right, being that do they have that right with their history of violence against us? And do they have that right, being the fact that whenever they whenever they run up on the scene, they want to start hollering gang violence when two black men have a have a disagreement. Yet when white kids do the same thing, it's just several white youth, and and, and, and I mean, it's not gang violence. I mean, I mean, right. I mean, really, honestly, but you have but the white man's history of violence. But the white man's sister of violence, he has no moral position to judge over black folks in the same thing when, A, you don't do anything to aid the black community getting out of their bad situation they're in. And, yes, you do owe that to us because you put us in a situation with slavery and bringing us over here and disenfranchising us from where we came from. B, you do owe that to us because, like I said before, same way that you expect that respect that you don't, you don't give us, but how often do you prejudge us on bullshit and the violence that you've always had against us. Like I said before, you, you know, difficult things are happening between African Americans. That doesn't exonerate the white man's culpability and how we got here in the first place. I say it all the time. We, you're absolutely right, but we didn't get here by ourselves. We didn't. Right? And, 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 we didn't, and I completely, and I'm completely in agreement with you on that. But it's just like it's just like if you think about it. It's just like our pre-perceived notions of that every person, every white person in that looks at you is part of the KKK. Right, Do you right, not, right. Or, or your perceived perception that every white person you see walking in a store is out to get you. I think, it's a I think that white people it, have an appearance dislike for everybody because, first of all, they don't like their own damn self. Not, that's just, yeah. that's just honestly the way I see it. I mean, when you when you think about the people that actually came over here, 
it's kind of like what happened with Cuba and Florida. When 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 England gutted the prisons of of, of of England and sent all these people over here for this revolution that eventually happened, all these people were gutter people that came out of out of prisons of England. And when they came over here, they were inherently violent when they got out of prison. They're inherently violent when they made it here, and they have showed violence and and, and disdain. I mean, Andrew Jackson was on the twenty dollar bill. His whole uh, presidency and his whole getting to be president, his whole military career was spent on the eradication of the Native Americans. And that's what he spent his time doing. So by the time, you know, the slaves got over here, by the time we got a chance to get our foothold in the thing or whatever it was, we had to deal with this with this Eurocentric dogma, you right from from from, from racism. You know, there's sex practices that nowadays, and everybody's trying to follow behind that. They're trying to use the diversity card that we, that the black people who, by the way, got dogs sick on them, got holes just turned on them, who went through all of this, these struggles and stuff, they now want to piggyback on the back of that, call themselves minorities, when in reality, that's a joke. You, you, you honestly think that you can compare what's happening with you sexually to the struggles of African Americans who've been through this, through this, through this, through this white society's injustices for, for never mind 400 years, now 500 years of the same stuff. But white people always want to prejudge us on something when in reality, who said you could be trusted? What gives you the right to, to feel about us the way you do or prejudge us the way you do when you have committed from Hiroshima right down to, to Selma? You you have have had some of the most heinous crimes of all times that we can't even catch up with. And the number of people that you have murdered in less than an hour dropping bombs on people and doing all this crazy shit, infecting black people during the 50s, it was supposed to be a, a flu shot, and we're actually giving them syphilis to see if they could train, you know, uh, uh, you know, figure out a way to cure syphilis, and you gave us unwittingly trapped syphilis in the black people down south, there's no way in the world the white man is in any moral position whatsoever to break us down and say, hey, well, we're going to prejudge black people based on anything. You sound stupid doing it. You try to, you're just like with the way that you do Barack Obama, you use stupidity and put some common sense for a reason to be an active and, and, and helping our country. You've gone through eight years of going up against this man in which you knew the country was suffering. And rather than saying, look, well, I'm a, even though I don't like this president or even though I don't like these people, I'm not going to worsen the situation by continuing to do fuckery that makes the situation worse. And these people have not tried to do that stuff. Like I said, the white man's in, Malcolm said it before, and I said in 2014, that the white man is in no moral position to tell the black anything about morality. Preconceived notions, well, you're absolutely right. I have a lot of preconceived notions about them. And I guess, I guess it works the same way on both ends of the spectrum, that you are guilty until proven innocent of whatever egregious uh, uh, penalties that you have kicked out or, how can I say, like you said before, the perception that is. And I hate that it's, it's that way. I hate when I feel that way because I hate the, the, the corner phrase with some of my best friends are white people. But if you understand what I'm saying, they say some of my best friends are black people, it works in both directions. But when you, but with the difference between us and with them is that you have law enforcement and you have, you know, uh, uh, people that rule everybody up underneath your umbrella. All we can do is, is try to get along. 
That's why you still call us niggas on regular television. That's why you come up with movies where you continue to call us niggas all the time. That's why you you know, call Hispanic folks all these you know ungodly names. I'm not even going to start saying any of them because you have you know what they are. You've heard them before, and but yet they can sit here and try to have preconceived notions. No, I don't think what they're doing is right. And to, and of all things, the cowardly act of law enforcement with with all the taser guns and with all the weapons that they have to attack our women the way they've been attacking our women, to sterilize our women in prisons and do illegal shit, and just to continue the furtherment of this dogma, and now all of a sudden we're supposed to somehow throw our hands up in the air and accept everything from homosexuality to you name it as normal behavior, and everything is just cool while our women continue to get deprecated on, while, while here again, just like with this Azalea rapper, these people get, are getting more attention and more props for being more than, than we are being ourselves. I think that it's wrong what has been going on. I think the justice system has gotten so twisted and so out of control because, once again, power corrupts. But when you have absolute power, you're completely corrupt because there's no one there to stop you from doing what you're doing. But how many times are you going to treat white citizens, black citizens, Black women in particular, and, 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 and brothers and sisters, and Hispanics in particular, how long are you going to continue to pull this, 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 this bullshit and call yourself justified doing this and get exonerated by saying, oh, they were just doing their, their job in the normal course of doing business? I'm telling you, that cop that jumped on that woman out there in California saw what happened in Arizona, and he, and he already put it in his mind, when I get the opportunity, I'm going to one-up that situation. And I hate to tell you, Juan, that's exactly what it looked like. That's exactly what it looked like, partner. And and he he's 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 uh, uh dozed off. He's he's gone out. But that's that's how it goes down tonight, folks. We're gonna be back here in just a minute. Again, this is black love, you know what I'm saying, the US justice system, justice system versus the, the black woman. And uh like I said before, it's crazy, it's out of pocket, it's out of line. Six four six five nine five three four zero two. We'll be back in a moment.
my mind It seems to be on the other side of the world Too many times that I love And I get at all about Just to have something to do Then I saw a different you Now that love is you, everything is right. 
And loneliness is the other side of the world Crazy how things can change your life. Now that loving you, everything is right. And loneliness is the other side of the world, of the world. A little something smooth out there for my sisters out there in the world. This is your boy, Flossie GZ, Black Love. The U.S. versus, excuse me, the U.S. justice system versus the black woman. You know, lots of ugly stuff out here, lots of crazy stuff going on. And, you know, I keep seeing these events going on. I keep seeing things happening to my sisters at the hands of these folks. And I keep seeing people making excuses for them. And, and saying that, you know, everything was about perception, perception, perception. And I was talking to that caller before the, the, the break, and I meant what I said. We did not get in this condition by ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Our sisters, you know what I'm saying, they have to bear the brunt, you know, of us brothers, you know what I'm saying, not always being on our job, you know what I'm saying? Like Tupac said, it's a shame when a black woman has to take on the responsibility of being a pappy because, we're not there for our women. It's a shame that, you know, black women have to, you know, be mama and daddy, you know what I'm saying, because we don't want to step up or when we sit up and we get our riches and we get our money, we go outside of our race and we decide to, to be with other people, which that is your prerogative and your perspective. But when you see our women struggling, you know what I'm saying, and before you start calling black women bitches, remember that they're the same type of woman as your mama. And it probably was your first teacher. It probably was your first helper. It probably was the first person to give you game and give you understanding on what life is as it stands even now. And so we have to be very careful and very guarded of our women. We have to learn how to love our women and how to cherish our women and how to be sweet and real to our women because everybody and everything out there is against our sweet black women. You know what I'm saying? And when you see these things go down the way that they go down, we have to, as men, we have to stand up and support our women however we can. And the way that, the, you know, the U.S. has always viewed our women, I mean, you got ugly-ass Joan Rivers, a plastic surgeon reject, talking about Obama is a, a, a homosexual and that intelligent, beautiful Michelle Obama is somehow a transvestite or something. Well, here again, this is European fuckery that's that's being tossed out there. You know, black folks are not, I mean, you've got black folks that's doing it and stuff, but that's not really of our origin. That's not really who we are as people. But, you know, we, you know, we have to respect people for whatever choices they make because everyone has the right to live their life to the fullest the way they want to live their life. So if homosexuality is your balance, that's your balance. If, if that's what you feel that you want to do with your life, that's your life. But, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to always be protective of my sisters. You know what I'm saying? I got my, my all of my children from sisters. I got all of, you know, my knowledge and game from my mama. You know, the first 
my first teacher, and, you know, my grandmothers. I love both of them. And what's going on in this world and in this society and what's going on here in America with these people lately, it, it's been the last, well, the last six to ten years, it's been basically a gut fest where, you know, you've, you've got all these people attacking our women and doing stuff to our women and, and uh, you know, our women being put in, uh, being put in bad situations, incarceration levels. And like I said, without that support, as the song says, you know, our women have to turn and act like dudes and try to, you know, be a mom and a daddy to our kids. I can't say that one enough. So our women have been through a lot of stuff. And what kills me about how our women are treated, the first wet nurses during slavery, why well, women weren't breastfeeding their own kids. Our women couldn't even feed their own children because we had to, you know, feed the slave masters. Uh, um, you know, children first. We had to take care of them first. We had to raise their little brats first. We had to, you know, doctor and take care of them. Our black women have always been the, the standard. Our black women have always been, been the strength. And, yes, even under the Willie Lynch rules, our black women were always, you know, cut out there to, you know what I'm saying, and were subject to, you know, the white man's rape and, 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 and torture and stuff and, you know what I'm saying, being ripped from her families, being ripped from her culture. And she's always stood strong. So when I see the justice system, the people that are supposed to serve and protect beat, abused, and neglect, man, I'm not down with that shit. I'm not down with that at all. And I think that it's horrible. I think that it's horrible that we have a justice system that decides that they have to throttle our women into the ground and that grabbing on our women and, and exposing them, like in both incidents in, in uh, Phoenix or, or, or Arizona State, wherever that's at, the, the sister had her dress Oh, I think that's Tempe, Arizona. Wherever it is, the woman had her dress pulled up, so no, she wasn't going to allow you to just lay her over a car and disrespect her like that. Here's a professor who, of all things, is teaching studies in uh, human behavior and in diversity. She gets treated like that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And then you get the woman down in, in, uh, in, in women in California being circumcised and sterilized and having all kind of negative procedures happening to them. And, of course, you got the situation in which, you know, uh, the sister out there on I-5 down south of Los Angeles, the Highway 10 down in uh, Los Angeles is out there with her shirt pulled up over her face trying to stop this man from raining blows. After you get her on the ground, you can then wrestle her and turn her over and subdue her, but instead you sit there and you rain blows on her like a coward and, and, and pull this old, this old coward routine that you pulled. Yes, it is It is justice, and yes, it is open season on black folks, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's crazy, you know, how this thing goes down, but our black women are our, our, our flower, man. You know, there they're, they're are they're our, our women, you know what I'm saying? There are teachers, there are loves, and when I see, you know, the stuff that goes down and the way that they do stuff, it's horrible. Here's a little song from Luther Vandross, sisters. This one is just for you. And I hope you brothers keep this in mind, and maybe you guys can give our sisters what they need. Oh, he works hard to give her all he thinks she wants, but it tears her apart. Cause nothing for her heart He pulls in late to wake her up With a kiss, good night 
Something a little sexy and smooth to ease your mind. You know what I'm saying? Once again, this has been just another episode of Glossy Jesus coming at y'all live. Letting y'all know how it goes down. It's been my pleasure serving up this black love to you. And I want to say God bless y'all and thanks for y'all coming out tonight. I appreciate you listening in. I appreciate you, you know what I'm saying, participating in the show, Juan. So for, you know, Martin Martinez, Sugar Ray Robinson Jr., and all the other good folks out there that's all trying to do something, you know what I'm saying, this is the show tonight, and I want to thank you all for coming out. And remember, black love, you know what I'm saying, keeps it moving, keeps the world what it is. So God bless you all and good night. And remember, 646-595-3402, that is your number and your connection to 100 Radio with your boy Flossie Jeezy and all the fellas out there who try to keep it real with me. Again, I want to thank you all for coming out. God bless you all, and good night. We can grow. We can develop. As we know that heaven is not a place, and happiness lives in the heart. Long as the world keeps turning, our duty is to keep on learning. You heard? Keep on learning. It's soaking up, Jane. We gon' make mistakes. We gon' go through some pain. Keep on growing. Keep on soaking up, Jane. If something ain't working, don't be afraid to change. Nobody know it all as soon as you think you do, that's when you fall. We got to do more to survive, we must evolve, things change. Just when you think you've seen it all, we trip, we stumble, but we get back in stride. Each day, all the way, one step at a time. Don't want to let my ego and pride make me blind. The elders say when you stop growing, that's when you die. The one who gets the knowledge is the one who asks why. Through the course of life, you gon' taste some humble pie, but I love it. It makes me appreciate the things that I take for granted, gaining insight and Understanding each one, teach one. We got to pass it on. Keep doing the knowledge building and adding on with faith in the assumption that nobody knows everything, but everybody knows Keep something. Keep on learning. It's soaking up, Jane. We gon' make mistakes. We gon' go through some pain. Keep on growing. Keep on soaking up, Jane. If something ain't working, don't. Yeah, yeah. The more you know, the more you know you don't know. And if you don't know, there's more you can know than you won't grow. What you don't know can hurt you. Discipline is a virtue. Gotta ask the right questions, or else you go in the cycles and cycles and spirals. Information is viral, it's infectious, it's contagious And how you going through stages like the night you don't believe that No, we didn't do that Then reality said and there's no disputing the facts Yo, I'm sorry if I woke you up But when I open up, it's like I'm smoking But I'm high off the people Watch me soak it up Huey said the best education is observation and participation Study how the people be relating Different points of views turn bad news to good news See, it's kind of like some shoes Cause they got to make you move Treat it like organic food Make it something you can chew Information you can use Make it something you you can do on learning. It's soaking up, Jane. We gon' make mistakes. We gon' go through some pain. Keep on growing. Keep on soaking up, Jane. If something ain't working, don't be afraid to change. Hey man, it's 
okay to say you don't know. When you let go your ego, you free from all illusion. Big, can't make moves in confusion. Don't look for conflict, man. Always look for the solution. My pop said humility is a sign of wisdom. But to really soak it in, now that's a different kind of listening. See, man sharp man. And every day is another lesson. And it's not failure when you learn, man. It's a blessing. And as the Buddha says, nothing lasts forever. We gotta manage our expectations. The less we pray, the less we suffer. In this way, we awaken. Right understanding. Right thought. Right speech. Right action. Right livelihood. Right effort. Right mindfulness. Right focus. Keep soaking. Soak it up. Keep on learning. It's soaking up the game. We gon' make mistakes. We gon' go through something. Keep on growing. Keep on soaking up the game. If something ain't working, don't be afraid to change.